the San Jose Sharks lay a giant egg tonight and to lose to the Oilers 7-1. to We'll talk about that and more after this. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and chat with us, teal together, join the the chompversation, as one uh, puck guy would say. <laughs> Check us out across all the social media channels, uh, the YouTube chat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok, all of that and more at tealtownusa.com. And uh, if you want... Help support the show over here at Venmo at TL Town USA. It uh, it all goes to your viewing enjoyment. Well, whatever enjoyment we can get out of uh, out of hockey these days. I am joined by Ian Reed. Ian, how are you doing today? I've decided that all that money should go to what I should what should be my newly acquired drinking habit. <laughs> so I can continue watching this season. <laughs> oh my god! I I, know. I don't I, I don't drink, but maybe now's a good time to start. Uh, right? I mean, new hobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! I mean, Ian, where, where do we even go with this? I, I just is it is it is it just the fact that you know the the sharks just have no talent no depth or or is it is there more to, layers to this depth of of suckage you know first you know you know what i'm going to do, do to start this show i'm going to pat us on the back because we actually showed up we showed up to do the show and that's more than the sharks did tonight other than oscar lindblom oscar lindblom <laughs> has my has my undying Respect for breaking the shutout, which is super important after, you know, to score that all important one goal when you've already lost, you're losing by seven. So, so golf claps to, to Oscar Lindbaum for, for scoring a goal. I, I don't know. Like I, I said this before we hit the record, like the go live record, whatever the hell you want to call the button that it is so we can do what we do. And I said, like, for a game that the final score is seven to one, there's not a lot to talk about here. There really isn't. Like there really isn't. Like this this is the worst game I think the Sharks have played all season. And think of the ground that covers. I think maybe in two seasons. Oh, I don't know. There's there are some pretty ugly losses under Bob. Uh, yeah, but I mean I don't know this one. This one's up there for me. In, in, again, I mean, we 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 started this thing as what the hell are we gonna talk about? Because it, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just so atrocious, and uh, so many so many issues. Um, well, hold, like hold because here's here's the problem, right? Like it's funny because people are like, let's let's get the tip jar going because YouTube has come out and said that they are really 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 frowning on profanity and i don't want to get us demonetized because here, here's the thing right like i i love that you guys donate to this show but i don't want to i don't want your donation to go to youtube 
YouTube, <laughs> like Google has enough fucking money. There, yeah. there's one. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I'm going to try and I'm trying to, to, to keep us monetized because I feel like if you guys are going to donate to us, I mean, you can always donate to the Venmo and then it doesn't matter because Google can't take that. Um, I just don't want, I just don't want your super chats to get donated to YouTube because that's, that would be shitty. Um, and here, I, I think the problem tonight is, is that it was such just an overall bad performance. Like there's no one like, sure, I could, I could rant about how much I think Kapu Kakinen sucks, but like his performance was no worse than the rest of the lineup up and down. Yeah. And, and, you know, I thought that the game started off, I thought the Sharks did a pretty good job for the first 10 minutes of, of putting a little bit of pressure on Edmonton containing um, McDavid you know, and, and really playing a, a good sound defensive game. I'm like, okay, you know, this isn't this isn't too bad. And then the power play comes on. And literally the Edmonton Oilers on the power play is like NHL twenty three with everybody at, you know, ninety nine overall. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just power play easy mode at this point. Um, Connor McDavid with his 36th goal on the season, Drysidle and Barry with the assists there, and and this one. Initially... I don't know if you guys know this, but Connor McDavid's really good at hockey. I I, I know that I'm. I, this is breaking news, and no one's ever made this conclusion on their own. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Connor McDavid is good at hockey. <laughs> um. But like I said before, I mean, it's just it was just comical how mm -hmm. how easy it was for them to score. I yeah. mean, it, it 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 came in about halfway through that power play, and Connor McDavid left all alone, unplastered, backdoor, taps it in, easy goal. Um, oh, actually, no, that was on the that was on his second goal. On his that was first on his goal, goal, on his first goal was a snipe. <laughs> they had yeah. just re-entered the zone, and he was in all alone and sniped it. And I mean, could you could you say Kapo Kakinen was out of position? I mean, sure, you could make that argument, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm not going to beat up too much on Kapo Kakinen though, because again, like, was his performance any worse than anyone else on the team? Not really. Like, exactly. So yeah, he did. He gave up seven goals, but and at the end there, you kind of just, <laughs> you know. Like I think I, I I put the 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 you know the Rocky uh, if he dies he dies gif up uh, <laughs> looking at Cockinen on like just you know like sorry dude you're not coming out so if you die you die like it is what it is uh, um, yeah like I have I have uh, visions of freaking Spinal Tap and the drummers <laughs> exploding kicking you know, combusting uh, yeah I, it's such a like. I don't know, man. Like, like I said, everyone was just, it was just such a, an awful game for the sharks and like a little bit uncharacteristic too, because, you know, I, I mean, I, I appreciate the sharks wanting to flip the script a little bit on losing one goal games. Well, this, this, you lost by six, this one. So good job guys. Um, <laughs> good. You know, that's, that's flipping the script, I guess. I don't know, man. It was just, it was a lot of laziness. I thought like, 
Logan Couture, who's been a guy who I've kind of gone for bat for on and off on this thing, because I think, look, I think Logan Couture inherited the captaincy at the worst possible time. And I think yeah. I don't care who the captain was. I don't care if, if Jesus Pavelski himself was still here. I don't think this team is still magically good because of his over amazing leadership ability. Like I think whoever inherited the captaincy was, you know, like <laughs> the ship sinking, here's the hat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I, I, I feel bad for him, but I thought tonight, like for a guy who's, you know, supposed to talking about, you know, who's put up a big talk lately about, you know, playing the right way and everything, man, he was fucking lazy in the diesel nuts too. And and I mean, not only that, but mm-hmm. just the reluctance to shoot tonight, especially on the power play. It, like there was there were on on their initial power play uh, in the first period, there was a moment where Couture had a straight line to the net, completely yeah. completely empty. He could have just pushed himself right through, took taken a nice beautiful shot on net, super close. And and what does he do? He passes it back to to the blue line, and and it's and and I I just do not understand the reluctance to shoot. Um, and, and especially for, for a team that, you know, if you get on the power play, like you need to be able to generate some offense out of your power play. And, and right now the Sharks are generating net minus out of their power play. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it was, it was the San Jose Sharks day off. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not kidding. Um, Kellum Kostinen would get his eighth goal of the season from Hyman and DeHarnay. That came in at 18-14 uh, in the first period. Again, um, busted coverage. Yep. Uh, D-zone D was just completely unorganized. Uh, kind of a sign of, of more to come. Yeah, I think, and and I think, like, the one thing about Kapu Kockner, and I'm, I, I said I wouldn't beat up on him. I'm not really going to beat up. It's more just like an observation. Um, I, I, he overplays things. I find, I find like that's his biggest flaw as a goalie is he overplays things. Uh, and I think that was the situation on that goal there where he just, he overplayed. And then by the time he was coming back around to make the save on the other side, like he, there's no way you can make that save. But if you don't overplay that puck to the other side so hard and like, and that's, and that's not just like that play. Like, I feel like I don't think he's been particularly good in the shootout because he over because he usually bites on the first move. Like I just find he overplays certain situations um, way too much, and that's and that's a fundamental thing. Um, the way that Kapokakinen plays. Yeah, going into the second period, uh, be more of the same. Uh, Connor McDavid would get uh, his thirty seventh of the year from Drysaddle yeah. and Nugent Hopkins. This was the easy mode power play goal. Um, where they just took a shot, basically had a ricochet, and then able to kick it out to a uncovered Mark, uh, uncovered. Excuse me, I was going to say Mark Edward Vlasic, but he was talking <laughs> about how he needed to cover McDavid. You know, low, especially coming in low, and uh, well, he didn't do that. And uh, Connor McDavid gets his thirty seventh. And I, I, again, you know, the the power play for Edmonton is lethal because it's probably got the three best forwards in the NHL on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Oh, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Again, uh, you, you heard it here first. Connor McDavid is good at hockey. No one has ever come up with that take before. That is 100% Ian original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just when you thought that the uh, the Sharks couldn't sink any lower, you know, they decide to have a power play of their own. And, uh, again, very uh, suspect on the puck management, especially within their own yeah. zone. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins makes them pay. With a shorthanded goal, this one I thought Capo uh, Kakinen definitely overplayed. Um, you know, gets pulled out, uh, and and then they get get him moving laterally, side to side. He's, you know, he's just floundering, and he keep, puts his glove up just to, you know, to try to 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 put something in front of the net. But Ryan Nugent mean, Hopkins, he was, he was waving at the puck. I mean, like, look, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Wait I, even, I have nothing. <laughs> Bye, Puck. Bye, Puck. See you later. Oh, I'm supposed to stop you. My bad. But again, like again, I, I, I'm not. I don't want to beat up on him because I just think like uh, was it's total... so, it would be so unfair to yeah. to just pin this on him. Yeah, Leon Drysidle would uh, get another one. Uh, not too, not too much later. About four minutes later at 17:55. Is 24th on the season with McDavid giving him the assist. And uh, at that point, I mean, it's 5 nothing. The Sharks look completely lost, completely at this point, just sending it home. <laughs> they oh, are home, yeah, like, but they are home. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you would think that this was like the end of like a, a grueling road trip. Nah, it's just a home game. It's fine. Yeah. Yep, and in that second period would be caved in on in the shots, 15 to 18. Um, and again, going into the third, you saw a little bit of life. Um, they had nine shots on goal, uh, San Jose, but Edmonton had 14. Um, Jesse Pugliarvi would get his fourth of the year with Nugent Hopkins getting the assist at 12-13, uh, 12-14. Of the third, Ryan McLeod, just for shits and giggles at this point, getting his fifth, Holloway and Fogel with the assist there. And then Oscar Limbaum with the pity goal, Benning and Gadjevich yeah. with the assists. And Yeah, the, the seventh goal was, I mean, just to go for how brutal that was, that goal was, you know, like, it's... <laughs> when you, when, when, like, the team is playing this bad, like, the... It, they just kept continuously were able to to cause turnovers and it didn't matter who the defenseman was that had the puck like that was Eric Carlson gets double teamed loses the puck and then McLeod scores but I mean it's it, you can be mad about that I mean if you want to get mad about the the seventh goal and a seventh goal you know in a 7-1 loss um but I mean it was you know but that was that was the defense all night getting just pucks picked off them and, and pucks going the other way. Like, um, again, I don't want to pick on, on Kokkinen because I don't think Kokkinen got a whole lot of help. In fact, if I'm couple Kokkinen, I'm probably a little pissed off with the way the team played in front of him tonight. Um, you know, not to say that he was good, but to, 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 to put this all on couple Kokkinen would be just ridiculous. Um, I mean, but again, like, I can I can bring out all the hits, you know. Matt Benning sucks. No shit. <laughs> well, I, I I'm sure after like the last couple of games, whatever 
advanced numbers were making him appear good. And again, I refuse to live in a world where Matt Benning's a good defender, but I'm sure all that's been taken care of now after these last few games. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and on the night, your shot counter would be 41-26 in favor of Edmonton. Um, Ian, I mean, I talked about this last game. I, I remember a time when the Sharks used to be hard to play against. Um, you know, a team that would, even even if it wasn't good, it would still be uh, a physical type affair. This is this is the Ricci days, of course. You know, this is. Um, you know, we haven't seen this in, in over a decade, but you know, it's one thing to be bad, yeah, but it's another thing, it, it's it's almost like a point of pride to be at least difficult to play against, at least to, to let the opposition know that they're going to be coming in for a physical tussle, um, you know, and, and they can at least show a, a little bit of pride in their game that way. But this is this is just this is just a lifeless team. This, this lifeless um i i think that there's a lack of physicality um honestly i think that there's a lack of of leadership from a from a play perspective i think the leaders of this team that you normally rely upon um and like hurdle's been snake bit for the last four games and and really hasn't shown much um you know much life and i don't know if it's the losing getting to him you know, but at 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 you 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 want to see some fight. You want to you want to see something. You know that that points to things getting better. But I I don't see anything out of this team. I mean, tonight was tonight's like obviously tonight we didn't see anything. I think like you're looking at this stuff coming out of the locker room, and and it's all basically the same shit. Like they know they know that this was a shit game. Um, they know it. We know it. Like every, anyone who watched this knows it. Hell, anyone who didn't watch this probably knows it. Based on if they just read their timeline, they can see how how terrible this game was. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think when you're in a situation like the Sharks are, where where your talent is kind of thin and you have a lot of veteran players just filling holes. Just they're just all these guys are is they're just they're they're the little pieces of mud you stick in the wall to stop the leak, right? Um so I think you know, and the Sharks they have lost a lot of close games this year. They've lost a lot of entertaining games this year too. Like, let's not pretend like this game has been the whole season. It hasn't been. Like this there there's been large stretches where this team, despite losing a lot of games, has been actually entertaining to watch. But I think after, you know, I think losing a bunch of one goal games the way they have, uh, that's got to take a toll mentally. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I can't imagine the, the toll it's going to take. And they, and they have to know, look at their, they know they're not going anywhere. Like, Couture can talk about, you know, going on a run. Obviously, this uh, if this is the run, well, oh boy. Um, but like, they know where they are. They're not idiots. They can do math. I think they can do math anyway. I don't know. Like they have to, they have to know where they are now and they have to know no helps coming. If anything, guys are going to get shipped out. Yeah. And, you know, and, and look at like, 
you want to talk about like Tomas Hurdle being down, but like again, like I don't I don't have super issues with David Quinn. Like I have I have a few, but nothing like serious. Because honestly, what's the fucking point at this point? The Sharks can't fire another coach. Yep. Right? Like we're David Quinn's gonna be around for a while. You you can't fire another coach. Uh, other like otherwise you're gonna just end up in a situation like I don't know, Buffalo. I mean, right? but, e- but even Buffalo right now is on is is on the ascent, you know. Yes, I mean, but how long did it take to get there? Uh, it, right, it, you know, and and I had pointed towards um, Minnesota, you know, all the years that Minnesota was stuck in the mucky middle, you know, before yeah. before Kirill, you know, the the <laughs> I guess during the reign of uh, Suter and um, Zach Parise, you know, like. During their entire tenure, they were basically just stuck in the middle of the standings. Not yeah. good, you know, not good enough to make the playoffs, but not bad enough to draft, you know, in the in the top five. Right. And and that's where you don't want like that's why when people are like, oh, this this is horrible. The Sharks need to try and win. Like, so what? They can be Minnesota and just not make the playoffs and not you know, not make the playoffs and not have a good draft pick and just be the same shit team for whatever amount of time. Like that's, that's why, you know, you want them to lose. And again, we have to watch this. And I think if you want people to go to the games, you have to make them entertaining. Like if I, if this was the game that I picked to go check in on the sharks this season, Jesus Christ, I'm never going to your SAP center again. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't see any jerseys on the ice, to be quite honest. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was bad. Well, and, because there there wasn't, I mean, there was more, you know, probably because the Edmonton fans had all the glass seats. Oh, that's that's probably true, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Quinn um, saying this is one of those nights where we just didn't have it. We have to flush it and move forward. I mean, what nights do they really have it on? <laughs> Not very many. <laughs> and... Yeah. Um, you know, not only that, but if you just look at at the the three games that the the Sharks have played this week, um, you know, one game where you could say that they were kind of entertaining. I mean, one game that was meh, and then a, a stinker. So yeah. not not great results. I no. mean, for us in in Team Tankville, you know, I said you either. You either tank with all your might or, or or you're not doing it right. But, um, you know, at least they're picking away. At least they're picking to t- to lose. <laughs> so we have that yeah. to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, look at I mean, again, uh, and, and and going back to because hurdle because you asked about hurdle not really producing, but like again, I feel like the lines get jumbled so much, and like there are guys like I feel like wherever Barabanov is, that's the line that's going. I you know I've liked Isamont or Ezimont or however yeah but he's a guy he's he is a guy. guy he is a guy and he again and, like and he's probably he's probably still you know still has the smelly salt upside you know what I mean like whenever a guy gets gets a new scenery he's always good for maybe I don't know four or five games where he's got a lot of energy yeah. and, and shows something. So, you know, we're still we're still riding that high, but um... I know, but but here's the thing, right? Like again, it's like this it's 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 Quinn's new toy. Like he's he's a guy and he's all he is is a guy, but like 
so guy comes into lineup and look at, I, I think he's been fine, right? Like I think he might've been one of the few sharks that showed up and tried to give a shit this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, again, like you start Kevin LeBanc on your third line, you bench him the other game. Like Kevin LeBanc's been pretty damn good this year. Yeah. And even if, even if he's not in your long-term solutions, like I still think he's, I, I, his contract's a little rich for my blood. But I still think, like, if if you want to move a guy out, like, he's a guy that might gain interest. Now, I don't, again, I, I that contract's a little rich for my blood and probably rich for the blood of a lot of teams who are all capped out into oblivion. But, like, what are we, again, what are we doing? Yeah, we got a, we got a question from, yeah, from Denver. Uh, is management asking three firsts for EK65 realistic? What would you ask for in trade? Well... We did get a little bit of Greer, uh, a little Greer soundbite in that second period. Mm-hmm. Basically, had been fielding calls. Um, didn't really say much more than that. I think there was a, a little article. I don't know if it was Shang who floated it up or if it was um, on CSM Bay Area. But we got a little bit of, of more information saying Mike Greer, um, they had specifically asked you know, about three first rounders, and he said that that was inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think at this point for me is very little salary retention if, if, if at all. Um, and you know, I, I'd be happy with a first and a blue chipper to be quite honest. If, if, if there was, you know, maybe a million and a half retained or, or, you know, something below 2 million, I think I could, could stomach that, but so sure. And that's fine. But but again, like I, I just mentioned, here's the thing about like this. Tra- I think this trade deadline is going to suck. I think it's going to be boring as fuck. I think a lot of networks are scrambling because they have these elaborate like they always do these elaborate trade deadline shows planned and everyone's capped out. Like, like again, what are you taking back? Like you can't just send Eric Carlson to a team. Even if you retain 50 percent of his salary, you can't just send him to a team. What are you taking back? Yep. What are what's coming back this way that's making money? I I mean you you'd have to you'd have to trade a Daryl it'd be one of those derelict castoffs for for him right I mean that's, that's you'd the have only... you'd have to take on an awful fucking contract yeah yeah and and you know all of the teams that are that are super competitive right now like you had said have painted themselves in into to cap hell i mean carolina's got zero cap space st louis got zero cap space flyers have zero cap space somehow vancouver has zero cap space right and those aren't even but but again like if you're trading for eric carlson are you trading for eric carlson if you're a team that's in the lottery right i mean you know new york has got a million uh, you know a million and two hundred thousand dollars at you know projected cap space and and right so like really the the math is just not there right like i don't like so the asking like obviously like the the initial rumor of the asking point of like three firsts for 18 percent 18 percent you want three firsts to hold 18 percent of eric carlson's salary again i just we'll answer the question because it was politely asked in the chat but like this is the biggest i think this eric carlson getting traded thing is the biggest non-story in hockey and it's because there's just no fucking way to make it work and i why and again like 
I say this as a guy who generally pretty positive on Eric Carlson on this show. Noted Eric Carlson guy, Ian. I'm going to say this. Like, GMs don't have, like, they they have memories. They know how the the first three seasons of this contract have gone. Mm -hmm. If you're a contending team, like, do you risk it? And I think... If like, and again, I like Eric Carlson, but knowing the history, like if you can get this Eric Carlson and you can get this Eric Carlson for the next four years, well, fuck the Sharks would lose that trade twice. Um, but, but yeah, law I of averages say he's going to get injured again. I don't. Yeah. And I don't want to like, I obviously I wouldn't want that to happen. But if, if I'm a GM, like I have to at least consider the possibility that, you know, is this going to last? a lot of fucking money yep yep i mean i and 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 i i think you would be you'd be pretty crazy to take on that whole contract and and i i wouldn't want to even touch it unless you know i was getting let's say three and a half million dollars off that contract you know i think you could probably stomach him for eight but then again but why would do, the sharks have them for another four years like you have to think long term with these things yeah yes the cap eventually is going to go up but i feel like we've been hearing that for the past two years oh the cap's gonna go up big this year oh no it's only a million yeah oh it's gonna be no it might be a million again like so until we start seeing the cap actually increase like i i just i don't know and again like i think if somebody did trade for Eric Carlson, especially the way he's playing this year, they, they would get a hell of a player. They would get the player that San Jose thought they were getting and has turned into this season. But this season isn't the whole the whole picture, right? Yep. yep. And, and, like, then, and again, and, and I say this as a guy who fucking loves Eric Carlson. I think Eric Carlson is an absolute elite offensive defenseman yes his defensive game sucks but you don't fucking sign eric carlson to play defense you don't sign him to shut guys down like uh, whatever and i think the other that go to the other point is how much money are the sharks gonna be paying players to not play to on not their play team for the sharks yeah. yeah that's the other that's the other problem right you're already paying um how like yeah because you're just i think they're finally almost done martin jones's wow, let's go no no martin jones no they're not no until 2026 2026 uh you're paying okay rudolph walters is nothing brent burns you're still paying almost three million dollars to not play for the next three years for, for this year plus two more do you think like, Hasso would want to want to pay uh, an additional three million dollars to an eric carlson not playing for the team i mean you know you also gotta gotta look at it that way yeah, you know, that's I mean, that's, that's almost right. seven million seven million dollars worth of money to players not playing on his team. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously, like I think, again, like if if Doug Wilson was still here, like then that wouldn't even be on the table. I don't think because it's like, can you just fire me now? But I mean, now that it's Mike Greer taking over, um, I mean. Uh, maybe if Mike Greer can pitch in and say this is what we're doing, then maybe Hasso might be receptive to that. But I I don't know. Like Hasso, the one thing about Hasso Plotner is he's always signed the checks. Like say what you want about Hasso Plotner, about how active or inactive he is in, in the management, but he's always signed the checks. And for that, I've always been grateful because I think, you know, that's the one thing I, I like the the owner that doesn't get overly involved. 
and lets the hockey people do the hockey things. Maybe the maybe should get better hockey people to do hockey things. But be it as it is, like I would still rather that type of ownership rather than some of the more meddling owners that we've seen in other teams that have really fucked things up. Oh, true. And and you know he's been pretty much hands off. I think we we've even said maybe app uh, you know guilty of being an absentee owner. Um, but again, I, I, you know, this is a guy that runs a, a tech company, right? And, and most tech company CEOs are, yeah. are, are pretty good at making money and, and pretty good at understanding, um, you know, what are good return on investments. And I don't yeah. think $7 million in players not playing for your team is a really good return on investment. No, but and, I think if you pitched him, I, I think if someone pitched it to him the right way, he would sign the check because he always has. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and, and maybe that you could stroke that check if you, if you're getting more picks into the war chest, um, sure. and, and able to, um, you know, build a package around Carlson and Nets or something. But like you said, I mean, one capped out two. I mean, it takes a long time to, to put together a deal of that magnitude. So it would be yeah. more of an off season move anyways. Um, and then third. Eric Carlson holds all of the chips here. I mean, he can veto anywhere. Yeah, so, again, like, yeah. I I just think it's like, I, I feel like we've already, like, and, and again, like, I'm, I'm happy to answer chat questions because like, you guys are the reason we do this, but I just feel like, man, there's been so much written about this and talked about this, and it's a non-fucking story. It's not happening. Yeah. Show me the team that's going to be able to take that cap hit regardless of if you're retaining cap or not retaining cap or whatever, like just show me the team that's, you know, that he's going to want to go to, because again, you're right. Like he's not just going to go anywhere. He's probably going to want to go to a team that has a chance to win. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he goes back to Ottawa, maybe, but then again, do do the sharks want to lose that trade twice? That would be yep. a feat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, it, I think it's it's such a non-story. And I think, unfortunately, people are going to write about it because it's going to get clicks. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it's not going to fucking, I will, if, if, look at, man, if Eric Carlson gets traded before the trade deadline, I will be the first to come on here and tell you how stupid stupid i fucking am and some look at i've said some really stupid things on this channel there's like 17 years of not 17 but there's enough years of history on it you can go back and pick a video with me on it you can probably find something dumb that i've said you might find something dumb i've said on this episode but i just i think it's i'm glad that we've been able to fill time with this i just think it's a stupid thing because i just don't think it's i think it's if if and buts were candy and nuts like it's just not uh, puck guy saying, "When is Gregor the next guy to demand a trade?" But I mean, would oh, would Gregor play? Gregor. Would he even be able to play on any other NHL roster? I mean, I, if you I'm can't sure crack the lineup, find him. If you can't crack the lineup here, though, with with how ineffective some of these forward lines have been, that's got to that goes to tell you something too. I don't know. Look at again. It's 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 different. Like obviously, different coaches are going to have different guys. So I, I do I think that there's a coach that would that would give 
Noel Gregor some rope to to hang himself with? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I look like I I don't think Noah Gregor like Noah Gregor kind of took like a better himself deal and it just hasn't worked out. Like I he could ask for a trade, but again, like big deal. Noah Gregor wants out. Oh, you know, let's breaking news. TSN stop everything. Noah Gregor of the San Jose Sharks wants out. 31 other teams who yeah right but i i think there's somebody that like mike Gre- i i i i don't dislike noah gregor i just again i just oh no noah gregor wants out okay right right um well i mean i think we've talked about timo meyer a little bit before but i guess we could cover that one too um, do you think team, oh, I'll put it to you this way. What has more of a chance of happening? An Eric Carlson trade pre, pre deadline or a Timo Meyer trade pre, pre deadline? Timo Meyer, because Eric Carlson's not going anywhere. Like again, Eric Carlson's just, it's such a non fucking story. I think just because of the situation, the way it is, it's a, it's a non story. Like uh, Timo Meyer, like, Timo Meyer is a guy who is, you know, he's Timo Meyer is a guy that you're, you have options for, right? You can, you can get him as, I mean, not a rental because you still have to give him a QO or whatever next year. He has one more year of restricted free agency, but, but Timo Meyer is a guy that, I don't know. I think you can, you can fudge the numbers and make that work and then deal with the fallout in the summer. Cause you just have to pay him whatever his remaining salary is, like whatever his prorated salary is at the, like at the trade deadline. Right. Right. So like that, that's, that's an easier, that's a much easier deal to make. And then you deal with the qualifying offer the summer and then, you know, whether you sign him for long-term or whatever. Like, I think that Timo Meyer trade is a far easier nut to crack if that's what the Sharks want to do. Burge coming up with uh, we should extend Matt Benning at the earliest opportunity. I, I mean, <laughs> three more years we can we can start talking about the Matt Benning extension. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <sighs> oh my goodness! Eight um, by eight, yeah. Yeah. Eight by eight, Matt. I mean, like, who signs Matt Benning for four years? Mike Greer, apparently. Uh, uh, hashtag grit. I mean, I, <sighs> I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, I just, I don't understand why they would look at a guy like Matt Benning and be like, yeah, four years. Four years sounds about right. Well, it was the same guy that thought, you know, Oscar Limblom was going to be a second line forward, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I again, just, just some really strange moves in the off season, giving, giving some, um, really weird signaling on where the team is and where it's going and what the the look of it should be. I, you know, right, right now, I think, again. Greer is still in in analyze and assess mode to see what he's got, but so far short returns on the uh, on the moves that he did make um, in the off season, not not looking good at all. Yeah, no, I 
again. Um, yeah, going in the the chat here quick, Seabrook saying like, "Yo, laugh me when I said contender might want Kane." I, again, I think different situation, right? Like Kane, you were going to you didn't know what the the final thing obviously was going to be with the Sharks and him when that worked out. But like, am I shocked that it, that a contender took him? Not really. Um, but again, like, I just it's not that I don't think a team would want. Eric Carlson, I just don't see the math that makes it work. Yeah, like a realistic trade that makes it work where you don't take Eric Carlson and liquefy your depth to do it. Right. Because you'd have to, you have to like money in, money out. Again, if you're a capped out team, like I just $11.5 million and you have to, you're on the hook for that or whatever the sharks you, you can get the sharks to retain but like the sharks aren't taking 50 percent of that salary unless you're you're gonna pay through the nose like the rumor was eight like three first for 18 percent now I, I don't think that like again is that is that the real ask i doubt it but if you use that as an example like Water. <laughs> yeah, what's fifty like, percent? Yeah, like what's, what's fifty percent? If if eighteen yeah. percent's three firsts. Yeah, like I mean, and again, like I I I think you'd have to. I just again, yeah, I'm sure people can go on cap friendly and make some cool trade trees and stuff and 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 make the numbers work. But I just, but are they realistic? And I would say probably not because again, if you're a contender, you don't want to subtract too much to add Eric Carlson. And again, and then you have to pay him for four more years. And that's, that's the big, that is the big hang up for me like, without knowing, like, again, the cap is going up soon. How soon is soon? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, Iman, good question. What team uh, will win the Patrick Kane sweepstakes at the deadline? Maybe. <sighs> maybe new jersey i mean it's close to yeah and again like and again like those trades are easier to do because those guys are on expiring contracts um yeah i i, I think i think the rangers would make a ton of sense yeah if i if i'm just looking here um over in the east i, I i'd say the rangers i'd say new jersey um possibly pittsburgh i mean you who knows they they might try something crazy Pitts, i mean if you're pittsburgh um like yeah again like i think if you're pittsburgh like pittsburgh should just unload like it there, there, there is going to be pain eventually for the pittsburgh penguins but until like i would I, I think as as long as Crosby's there, you should be doing everything you possibly can yep. to to win another Stanley Cup. So I think Pittsburgh. I don't. Again, I'd have to look deeper at their their cap situation. But again, I think that's that's a good shout. I think that would make a lot of sense. Again, I think if you're Pittsburgh, you should be all in until Crosby can't skate anymore and Melkin dies, and and then you deal with pain. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, well, I think that pretty much, I mean, taps me out on, on stuff that I want to talk about. Um, Ian, I mean, if, if there's anything you want to, you know, want to, um, talk about or, or I 
I think we're back. <laughs> Ian, are you still with me? I'm still here. The YouTube <laughs> snipers fail again. <laughs> right? They they try, but but we're back. <laughs> uh, I guess you know that was kind of our cue for for us to start to get out of here. Um, uh, oh my God, this is such a close up of my eyes. <laughs> Uh, I'm ready for my. You see how fucked my glasses are. I can't wait to get new glasses. These ones are so broken. <laughs> oh, we're back. Send send us a Venmo so Ian can get new glasses. <laughs> no, no, they're they're coming. They're coming. They're ordered. They're, they're coming. I just have to wait for them to come in. I got. I I just had my prescription updated. So, um, somehow this is still Puck Guy's fault. I just want to point that out. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Puck Guy, we love you. Ah, uh, well, I think like I was saying before, I mean, can we blame Doug Wilson? We can absolutely <laughs> blame Doug Wilson. Uh, I do. I, I mean, again, right? Like for for again, for all the good Doug Wilson did, like this, this mess was his creation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I think you could you could even make the argument that Greer made the mess a little bit more with but with like the because of the, the situation they were in though like again like again like i i'm i'm it's really early like i don't like a lot of my career's early moves but i'm i'm letting it play out and he had in in fairness he had quite the he had quite the shit show to try and sort through and i think it's it, it to to expect my Greer to come in and fix us in one season was unrealistic and none of us expected that true that True that, but I also didn't think his moves were going to be this ineffective. I think we all had more expectation for an Oscar Limblom and yeah. Stephen I mean, look Lawrence at sometimes and... you roll the sometimes you roll the dice and you lose though. Like at least you rolled the dice. Doug Wilson fucking stood pat for three years. Yeah, no, he did. He really did. Well, Ian. What are your final thoughts and where the people can find you? Uh, gosh, my final thoughts. Uh, it certainly isn't when the Sharks do good, it's good because this was not good. Um, uh, again, I, I, you know what, this, this show, I didn't know what we were going to talk when we came on here because again, like for, for a seven, for a seven, one game, like you would think there'd be more talk. There really wasn't because this was a really shit show and, uh, it was saved by, once again, you lovely folks in the chat who um, managed to, to make our shows long, even when we could do it in 10 minutes and, and then go home and cry um, into our San Jose Sharks pajamas. Um, you guys make this something like they're there. You guys always make this better than it, it is. Um even like as the season's gone on, like and as you're, they, you're as like li- they're like literally worse. the only reasons why we keep going. <laughs> Pretty, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I do like the sound of my own voice, and I feel like <laughs> I maybe I would just do this and just stare at my blank monitor and set up my webcam and like not actually have it on and and talk to it. But I do like the sound of my own voice. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> you guys are definitely a close second. Uh, well you know what i mean i wouldn't be able to do it if i didn't have these uh you know the the comment stream coming in and giving us some feedback on this silly show that we do (laughs) yeah Uh, well 
Um, where can the people find you, Ian? If you want to find me after all this, and if you do, God bless you. Uh, I am on at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine. I don't tweet as much as I used to. Um, but if you do, when Barracuda are playing and I am not sleeping, um, these are two things that have to happen at the same. Even when I am sleeping, Puck Guy does it. So um, if you're looking for like some Barracuda coverage, if you follow us at our main account, the at Teal Town USA account uh, during Barracuda games, I'm generally pretty chatty on there when the Barracuda are playing and I'll, you know, grab some some clips of video from the game, you know, usually goals are uh, if depending on what the hell's going on. If I'm trying to watch two games, it gets a little less um, chatty and less videoy. But yeah, if you if you want to if you want to hang out with me this weekend uh, while the Barracuda are playing and actually speaking of the Barracuda, they play the Abbotsford Canucks tomorrow. Um, that's going to be a rough game for them, but it is free on AHL TV. So I think you have to like give me your email or whatever. But if if that is not uh, an affront to you or whatever, um, you know, uh, check it out. AHL TV tomorrow. I can't remember when the game starts, but it is free on AHL TV. So uh, check out if you do or if you are curious about the Barracuda, want to watch them. Um, it is free tomorrow. So hang out with me. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, my final thoughts are, um, look, you know, you, you just have to continue to um, to move forward. You have to um, put together, uh, you know, a game plan that's simple um, that, you know, you can have everybody pulling in the same direction and um, pucks in deep pucks in deep 110 <laughs> percent effort grind on the boards yeah. uh what what other you know what other cliches but no nah, i mean honestly 180 get, foot game yeah gotta you gotta have the meat and potatoes hockey in order you gotta you gotta crawl before you can walk ladies and gentlemen so or if uh, the sharks you just have to like roll over flounder your belly so yeah. you can get up to a crawl <laughs> um and uh i'll check it out um everybody check out pucknologist uh 7 p.m on sunday night uh they're going to be breaking down the week that was in san jose sharks uh finally getting a break from all of those after dark takeovers um we'll be back at you after the monday game uh, the monday matinee against the new jersey devils yeah uh, if if you if you are looking for a steady diet of Ian, I think you're going to get it um, over this next stretch. Yeah, it'll be me. It'll be me on Monday, and it'll be me on Wednesday. So if you uh, if you want your fill of me, just uh, trying not to swear and get us get us demonetized, uh, I will be here. <laughs> and in case you missed it, or you want to check us money. out, <laughs> you want to check us out. Uh, Check us out on the YouTube Rewind or, of course, on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, we're yes. on Apple Podcasts, the Google Podcast Store. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Why did I say Google Podcasts? I don't know. Oh, we're, my we're, we're on all the places. Um, also, if you are if you are to happen to watch this late uh, and uh, on video and uh, you have a comment, leave it down below. That, too. Uh, usually. I usually respond to any comments that are left on our videos, whether I'm on the show or not. So if you want to uh, leave me a comment, tell me I'm an asshole. It's fine. I'll, I'll even comment to that. I'll, it'll be it'll be cool. <laughs> and of course, check us out at tealtownusa.com for uh, for all of our for all of our shows, our ramblings on the sharks, uh, and uh, you know news editorials. Check it out. Um, for me. And for all the rest of the crew, keep it real, keep it teal.
keep it real teal. Thank you, everybody, and we will see you after the game on Monday.